right, so remember how last episode, well, now two episodes running, uh, I didn't have an intro planned. I didn't like have anything really planned. And then remember last week, that train wreck of an intro that we did about the new podcast microphone? <laughs> and, yeah. And remember how I was like, we got to... Like, we just got to get through it. We're, we're going to lose a lot of listeners or whatever, and we're just going to get through that or whatever. Um, I, it's interesting what happened, and maybe maybe this is a sign that the more unprepared we are for this podcast, good things happen. So, um, FDK, the ETC podcast has a YouTube uh, uh, channel, and, um, you know, I, I'm starting to think maybe we need to tell the YouTube channel more that, hey, everybody... There is an audio podcast as well. <laughs> like the audience um, is bigger there than, than yeah, our podcast. Yeah, so here's, here's the crazy thing, okay? So again, uh, as I mentioned last uh, episode, there's a lot of, you know, we have a lot of videos, right? Like we have the main podcast video, which is the whole podcast in video form. And then we kind of chop it up into little clips, right? So we have a lot of videos. And the majority of those videos are, are pretty low viewership. Like we're talking again, like under 10 views maybe. Uh, on, on a couple of those videos. Um, our very first episode had like 60 views, so that was pretty good, but nobody really watches much anymore. And then we had one video that we posted, again, when we started this season, so like 10 episodes, so 10 weeks ago, uh, about the Apple Spatial Audio. Mm. And that has 180 views. So that's like our highest viewed video, something yeah. we posted 10 weeks ago. So this train wreck of an intro that we did last week... <laughs> um, that was a clip that I, I I cut up and I put it on YouTube, and in one week, it has over 250 views. Nice, That's it a is record. our high, yeah, it is our highest viewed video by far. And not only is it our highest viewed video, it's it's within seven days it got that much viewers viewership. Yeah. Um, and, and it's so funny because I got really self conscious right away because people were like like the the very the two like first kind of thumbs up or thumbs down I saw were just two thumbs down. Like people didn't like it and I understand why because <laughs> it's this brand new microphone that came out and everybody's looking for good info and we're just kind of ranting about it. Right. Um, but then we got a couple thumbs up, a couple comments. People seem to like the video enough. So um, yeah, so and this is kind of funny too, right? Because this kind of goes in line with what Andrew was asking last week about the YouTube search algorithm as well. Um, the majority of those views came just from people searching the Shure MV7. So yeah, um, yeah, which is a very so, a very timely thing, I guess. That's that's the one advantage we do have. We are we are timely. We're, we're not informative, but we are timely. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so, anyways, I want to thank all the viewers and all the people who are who are listening out there um, and watching out there. So that, that's pretty cool. All right. Welcome to the ETC Podcast, your one-stop pod for entertainment, technology, cars, and all things random. My name is Casey Lee, and sitting across the city from me, as always, is... Aaron Zdenker. This is the grand... Uh, we couldn't figure out the name of it, right? It's not, it's half, not a bicentennial. Half-centenary. Half-centenary episode. It's this totally is episode, episode 50. Is that right? Is that an actual word that you looked up? It is a word, but I think it refers to like a hundred years, not not just the number fifty. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, yes, for so episode fifty for this wonderful November fourth, two thousand twenty. I was pretty uh, amazed that we recorded forty episodes in those yeah. first couple of years. Um, you know, and now we hit episode fifty. But now it's not so impressive because, as I mentioned before, like people like Joe Rogan and and Mark Marin and all these people are in the <laughs> thousands of episodes. So 
Um, but you know what? For a casual podcast between a couple of friends, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with episode that we've hit this milestone. Yeah. So same. Um, yes. OK, so so we have a special episode today. It is not your typical ETC podcast. Um, we might not have any time for any news. Um, you know, we might be just jumping right into this. We are going to do a list episode. Um, so this is something that we used to do in the past. And in the past, we used to spread this across two episodes. And so that was our double fat episodes. Um, but this episode, we are going single fat. Yes. Yeah. I, was wait, I was waiting for you to fill in that. I was, I was going to ask, what, what, what was the last episode we did? What, what was the last list that we did, do you Last remember? Last list episode? Uh, good question. Um, I don't know, because I, I do remember two topics that we did cover in the past. We have covered uh, top five scary things. It was kind of in celebration of Halloween. Yeah. Um, and in the past, we've also done, um, remember we did like Christmas gifts that were like under like zero to ten dollars, I think, or something like that. Oh, okay. Like, Zero to 20, 20 to 40, 40 totally to 60, do not remember that. Interesting. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of like buying like a buyer's guide um, yeah. for ETC stuff. Uh, okay. And, okay. And the price range. So we did those. Um, I I want to say we've done more than just two, but maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not. I can't remember the last one that we did. Um, so yeah, we are doing a list episode. It is going to be single fat, um, but the fatness... The fatness to minute scale has changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, you know, it would be single fat <laughs> would equal 40 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a single release, but that single fatness could go over an hour. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, only time will tell. Um, so the grand reveal of today. Yes. So uh, if you if you didn't listen to last episode, uh, today, man, I am dry. I'm going to drink some water. Um. <laughs> We are doing the top five technology things. That's right. That we have ever owned, and the, there were a couple of rules around this. So one, it had to be something that we were in possession of or mm. that we owned. Um, I, I maybe bent the rules a little bit in terms of like who purchased it. You know, like a lot of technology growing up, my parents bought for me. So not necessarily bought with your own money, but stuff that was yours. Yeah. Um, the second rule was it had to be a specific thing. So, you know, if you had a general category of like MacBook or iPhones or, I mean, I don't want to be Apple favoritism here, but like, or, or TVs or whatever. This is just going to be, this is just going to be a whole episode of, of Apple devices. We've owned, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it had to be a specific model that you yeah. owned and that you enjoyed and that you liked or whatever. So th- those are the kind of the rules. Um, and the term best is variable, you know? I mean, it's not, yeah. not variable. It's up to interpretation. And I'm curious to hear what Aaron's thoughts are when yeah. we get into the list. But that was it. The top five best technology things that we've owned. And I, I purposely also use the word like technology things because, yeah. you know, technology itself is a little bit... Uh, yeah. It, I, I, def- I definitely started to... Uh, not that I necessarily followed the rules here, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely started to, to go go a little astray until I remembered the... Uh, the item or uh, thing part of the rule rules. So now, now before we get into this, mm. um, I'm curious, like how how hard was this for you? Because I'll admit it was a little bit challenging for me, but at the same time, I didn't care that much about being fully accurate. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I wasn't like, oh, if I don't get this list right, you know, people are going to hold me to this or whatever. But it was a little bit tough for me, like narrowing down what I want. Like, how hard was this for you? Yeah, I had to. Uh, try not to think about it too much 
Because okay, I, I think yeah. I started to, um, but it, but I think eventually what I landed on was, uh, and and I think again this is I think I think like you said the best part is difficult yes. because how do you how do you grade that how do you rate it Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. So I I just yeah didn't try to think about it too much, and if anything, I just kind of chose more on on um, things that you know really stuck in my mind and memory. Without yep. trying to then evaluate and and like score or as rank. the why, yeah, 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 and that's kind of how I, I mean that's how I approached it the first time, and then I'll tell you this: my number one item, like it, it didn't come out on my first draft as my number one item, but my my, my second draft I kind of had it as my number one item, and then as I thought more about it, I, I was really happy that I settled on that as my number one mm. item because like the, the reasons and the justification became very clear to me. Um, like why I'm happy with that. Yeah. So, okay. So here's I, I how also, go- I also yeah. do not have a one to five ranking. So I went, I went oh. a little bit differently. I have five <laughs> things, but they're okay. not, they're not, uh, like best to worst. They're five oh. things, but I do have a, an ordering to it, which I'll okay, explain. So, okay. So, so <laughs> in tra- traditional ETC form, totally not on the same page. <laughs> we're not on the same page. Okay. So, so my list, Casey Lee's list. Mm is is from worst to best okay uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna do my fifth best fourth best and so on yeah aaron's list is are you gonna reveal it or are you gonna explain it yeah, as we go no so so my method and and i think this is more stemming from the fact that it was difficult for me to to try to rank these so i'm just gonna go chronologically which uh, uh, okay. will be interesting but uh yeah so basically Oops. starting with the oldest uh thing on this list to the, the most okay. recent all right, cool. Okay, so here's how it's going to work. Um, we are going to go through item number five, four, and three. Uh, we'll yep. take a short break. When we come back from the break, um, I do have a little part for honorable mentions because uh, I do think there was a lot of devices that like probably should be on this list and yep. should be mentioned but just didn't make the list. And then we'll finish off the episode with number two and number one. Okay? Nice. All right, so let's start with number five. Aaron, what is your number five, uh, I guess, chronological yeah. <laughs> uh, best technology item? Um, I'm actually I have to, I have to, I have to get make sure I get the dates here right. This is going back. Um, <laughs> so, so you you might not even be following your your own <laughs> rules here. <laughs> okay, so I think I think I'm trying to think here. No, I, I okay. I, I think this is a, I think this is the oldest one on this list. So okay, number five. Th- number five for me, a very specific thing, uh, and I actually debated what the definition of technology was, but uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say this, and, and we'll see how it fits. It was uh, something I got for Christmas as a kid, um, okay. a Lego set, but okay. it wasn't just any Lego set. It was. The Lego, I don't know what the actual name is, but it was a space monorail set. Yes. And so this was um, a pretty significant set, like hundreds and hundreds of pieces. It had like it was a it was it was it was a space theme thing. But the amazing thing about it was that um, it was a monorail and not just a static monorail. Um, it actually had uh, like a motor and a battery and it would actually like move and it was kind of automated in that when it got to one end of the track, it would reverse and then go back to the beginning of the track. So cool. Um, I, yeah. I 100%, 100% that qualifies a technology. I think so. I, I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. No question. Yeah. No question about that. I, I love that you had that on your list because, I mean, I didn't even think about that. I, I mean, I didn't think about your list at all, but um, 
I love that you had that on your list because that that is one of my earliest memories of you. Like when you when your family moved to to Pembroke, yeah, 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 yeah. and we kind of met you guys, started to become friends with you guys. I remember coming to your basement, and I don't know, you had your kind of computer set up. I think you actually had a science fair project kind of on the wall or something like like down on the floor on the wall. Yeah, yeah. And you had this train set up, uh, yeah. this this Lego train set up. So. Really yeah. early memory, yeah. That's all. Did you did you ask for it for Christmas or did, like was it just a surprise I, from your parents? I don't even or? remember. And and uh, yeah. So, so how much how much detail should we go into the reasoning behind these? Because I I really want to hear the reasoning because I, I, I think that's <laughs> okay. one of the fu- the fun of the discussion of this. Yeah. So, so I think you know thinking back the 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 thing that always that sticks in my memory. So obviously as a kid this was awesome, right? Because. You know, it's a huge Lego set, and you know what kid doesn't like to build Lego? Um, and then bonus that it actually moved and, and things. So, so it being just an awesome Lego set, I think, is a pretty key factor. But I do remember, like, the, the best thing about this this set, and this was not the only Lego I had, but it basically became um, it basically became like a basis for any like Lego theme stories I would put together. So I would literally kind of like build other stuff like like around it oh, and just awesome. like play out stories like basically stories like i don't know on this around the space station or something <laughs> yeah. um but it was just like again it was it was uh it was a lot more than just the like building lego itself like it got a yeah, lot yeah. of like use as a kid uh for me because i would then you know make up other scenarios and and kind of build stuff like around it so it was kind of like the basis for for building all sorts of cool stuff like around it were you were, did you ever like start to really stretch like uh, you know you got a pirate set one day and it's like oh the pirates have to ride oh, yeah. a space monorail <laughs> yeah no there was a, there was like all like yeah i don't know what stories i made up but yeah it, it was definitely yeah. yeah like throw it throw in like a tank or something right or, yeah. or like yeah. throw in whatever um but yeah that was like i got a ton of uh and not just myself like i would i'd do this with friends and stuff too so it was, yeah uh, um but yeah just an awesome like childhood memory but not to mention, I mean, it, it's got to be one of probably like I, I have to imagine as kids, like that was one of the most sought after Lego sets, period. Like Le- Lego is not cheap. Right. And like they're kind of premium higher end sets like that. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people wanted. Right. So so I, I don't think I knew anybody else who had that, actually. So like, yeah, yeah no, I mean, it was a big love- deal for me when I got it for sure. And like, yeah, again, I don't know how how long, you know, I was, I was looking at it or wanting it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I actually just recently. Um, got the box back from my parents' place, actually. And yeah. I don't even know if I have all the pieces still, but I do want to put it back together some someday um, yeah. if I have all the pieces. But um, yeah, it's it's still like, it's still a, a pretty impressive uh, Lego set. That's awesome. Okay, number five on Aaron's list is the the Lego Space Station monorail set. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. love that that made your list. Great, great opening. All right, number five on my list. Um, now I have to preface this with a lot of my items on my list have like kind of like what you said. Like it's it kind of has to do with the experience that you had with the item, right? It doesn't the, mm-hmm. the item itself might not have been necessarily a technolo- technological marvel, or, or it might have been, but it's all about kind of like that experience you had with it. And I have to admit, this my number five item. Like when I look back about when I look back on it, I I really. I just remember it being the first time I experienced it. My mind was like completely blown away. And I have a very vivid memory of it, actually. So what it was, it's um, it's it's a, actually a gift that I got my dad. And 
you know, because it was something that needed set up, I I kind of justified kind of opening it up and trying it out before I gave it to my dad for okay. Christmas. Um, <laughs> Classic. And and it was actually at the time that we were living together. So it, this was okay. back when yep. we were living on Lee's. University. And I had bought, yeah, my dad this gift. And so, again, it's like, oh, it's Christmas, but you know what? I want to make sure it works before because it's the first time I ever bought something like this. And I went and tried it out. And what I'm talking about is my very first GPS. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So this was a the it was a the, it was a Magellan GPS. So oh, specifically in the car. Name in forever. Yeah, Magellan, and yeah. Um, which I think is a pretty clever name because it wasn't Magellan like an explorer mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and so this was pre GPS being on your phone. Um, this was still around the time of you know MapQuest and Google Maps or whatever. But and and to be fair, again, I'm pretty sure. This was way after GPSs were still a pretty regular thing for people like, you know, hikers and, and you know, people, you know, there's like a lot of campers and people right. would use like kind of these personal GPSs in the woods and stuff like that. Um, I don't know a lot of people that had a GPS at the time in their car. Um, and so this was at that time. And the experience that I'm speaking about was I, I literally so I, I plugged this thing in in my room in our in our apartment and I was charging it and it was like not getting a signal. I was like, ah, man, like, hopefully this thing actually works or whatever. And again, you have to imagine, like, you've never played with GPS before, so you don't know what's going to go happen, yep. right? And then I took it in my car, and I, and I very specifically remember the intersection. I drove to um, Metcalf and, and Laurier um, uh, in Ottawa. So yep. you, you know that, like, Tim Hortons that's kind of around the Marriott that's near there? Yeah. 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 And it got this. Like, I was just sitting in my car. And it's like, oh man, like this thing's not working. Like, what's happening here? And then the map changed and it got its signal. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, this thing knows exactly where I am. Yeah. And I was like so blown away by this. And, you know, obviously GPS has become such a regular thing nowadays, but that first experience of experiencing something like, like, first of all, that's crazy because it's like it knows exactly where you are and it's like, you know, based on technology that I definitely did not understand at the time. I yep. kind of understand a little bit more. But also the surprise of it being like this free service, you know, right. it's you just, just like buy the device and it, it somehow yeah, works. Yeah. Exactly. And then all yeah. of a sudden you just have like this thing that like, you know. So um yeah. So the Magellan GPS, I don't remember the model number. I can picture it in my head what it looks like. I can probably yeah. look it up and put his post in the show notes. But uh yeah, and even afterwards, like I mean, again, my my dad definitely used it. I used it. You know, it was great. But it was just that first experience of that signal and and the map locating where I was. I was just like blown away. So yeah. number five on my That's list one. is GPS. Yeah. Number four. All right. So chronologically again, and you know what's funny? You mentioned uh, you your memory of coming over and uh, you know seeing that like playing with that Lego set. And then you mentioned a computer, so yes. Th- so I'm actually not sure chronologically. The like this might have actually should have been first, but um, the next on my list is the first computer, um, at least that I remember um, using uh, and having in our house. Uh, and I actually think it was it was a computer my dad bought for his like when he was finishing like university. Like it was it was basically it wasn't a computer for me. It was just like. Um, for typing up 
documents and and reports and stuff like that. Um, That's so crazy to think about your dad finishing university. It's just like, like yeah, we are already so, so this past. Was, this was when he was teaching, so it was okay. like yeah, like not not you know when he was he was younger when when right, I, right, right, I, right. when you know um, he already had like I was I was maybe uh, ten or something ten or eleven. Um, but yeah, very first computer. I couldn't even tell you what the name of it is. Like, I think it was some sort of 286. So if you're familiar with like the uh, x86 kind of computers, I think 286 yeah, yeah, yeah. is a pretty early generation. Um, but yeah, my, my dad had this this computer and all it did was just run DOS pretty much. Um, it had a like 10 megabyte hard drive, 10, 20 megabyte hard drive, That's which so is crazy. huge apparently. <laughs> uh, and uh, not only the three and a half inch floppy disks, which... Um, I, I don't even know if everyone listening to this even knows what that is, but it also <laughs> it also has had the larger size floppy disk. I forget what the, the B drive. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't we, know what the so, H is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's five and a half. And five my, and a half, yeah. So me and my friends in high school. Well, I tried to convince people to use this term that it, anything that was really old was very B drive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did that pick up? Did, did no, no, no. Like, like so many of my failed attempts. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm surprised FTK is getting the traction that it's getting among yeah. us. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's 286. You know, it. You know, obviously compared to today, it didn't do a lot. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, to me at the time, it was amazing. And you know, that was my first real experience. Just you know, really sitting in front of a computer, wow. playing around with it. Um, but it was also a great experience because you really had to, you know, almost hack it to do anything. So yeah, out of the yeah, box, yeah. there's very few things you could do. I remember there's a few games you could play on it um, and you would just load them from these floppy disks. Um, but you had to enter in all these like weird command prompt uh, commands to basically, you know, open up memory and, and even play these games. Um, so that like that itself was almost a pregame because you didn't even you didn't know if it would work, right? You get this game and you're like, okay, like I, I don't even know if um, this is gonna work, but let's see. And so that like that initial part was exciting, just because you're you're trying to do all these like memory like commands and things like that. And yeah. you know, sometimes it would work, sometimes it, it wouldn't work. And when it does work, you're like, oh my god, you know, like this this actually works now, right? I, and you know, like eight bit graphics. I don't even remember there was a sound card on on there. If it, if there was, it was just like super basic. Um, yeah, so like my first real kind of foray into uh, uh, kind of like any sort of basic computer, like I guess you could even call it programming. Um, it had, you know, word like I, I forget what the word processor was on it. Like the word it, it ran on DOS, so yeah. I, I forget what I forget what the name was. Um, but it also had uh, QBasic or Basic or some some something like yeah. that. And so that was my, also my first experience, just like um, mostly because I was bored, you know, as as a bored kid and just like trying to play around with this computer. Um, I do remember one time, I think something happened where trying to get a game to work, like I wiped like the hard drive. The hard drive? And again, this is like the computer oh my, my dad is using for his like university thesis. And, like, oh my God. So luckily, luckily he had like uh, backups on, backups. on floppy disks. Yeah. Um, but I remember trying to get a game to work and just deleting all his like, you know, actual like real work stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that was, uh, I, I think, again, like, compared to today's technology, did not do a lot, um, but yeah, just like learned a lot on that. Uh, had a lot of fun, just like killed hours and hours, just you know trying to play around, play around with that and, and hack hack away at that. So um, yeah, it's number number four on my list. Although that might, I think what happened is I think that computer was actually purchased maybe before the Lego set. 
Okay. But I didn't, I don't, <laughs> my memories like about actually using it come after. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, I'm trying to think our first X86, I think that I, I remember, I want to say it was a 486. And before that, you know, my dad had a couple apples, but I, I can't remember like the Apple two or whatever. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't, I don't really remember interacting with that. So yeah, it was kind of X86 era that I remember really interacting with it. And, um, like it's it is crazy thinking about like I don't know like did you like like were you kind of just tinkering around or did you use it like because you had to use it for productivity reasons or like honestly I, I think there must have been some day like I mean I, I think you know um I would I would kind of play around with it but I think there was probably one day where you know myself or, or someone or maybe my dad probably just like you know, came home with, uh, some games on a floppy disk or something. Yeah. 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 Right. Like a gate, like, and I think that was just like, Oh, these things can do that, you know? And, and, yeah. and like, this is interesting. Um, so, so it was, it was probably something like that, that really triggered it, but yeah, it, it just being around. And I think, you know, um, naturally that, you know, I would, I would probably just like play around with it a bit, but I, I think, yeah, it must've been some game, um, that came that came along and and you know that was like okay I want I want to play around with this some more and 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 do more things on this. Yeah, it's interesting because I I actually don't have any computer on my list, but it it it's weird that I don't like it, it really. I mean, it's such a massively influential piece of our lives. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I don't have. Hey, but a single again, I'm not like I, th- I think again based off our criteria here, which I yeah. don't really know what it is. Maybe <laughs> this seems to be like it's trending to more towards like first experiences or something. Yeah, and kind right? of nostalgia, right? And like, early formative things because yeah, yes, if exactly. we're gonna go on any criteria, I would, I would have chosen a much like you know newer computers. Like I mean, arguably, yes. you know, like I, I've gone a lot out of um, utility out of like a new MacBook than yeah. that first computer. But I think there's something to be said about, you know, those early experiences and what you learn from the, from it. And yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I think the influence that it has, like, like, like the influence and the impact, you know, kind of has on your life. Right. I think, I think yeah. that was kind of one of the things I was kind of thinking about a little bit. So, all right. Number four uh, for me um, actually changed like very last minute. Uh, actually last night, because I was using the device last night. Okay, yeah. And I, and I was like, this, this <laughs> has to be on the list. Like, this device is too good yeah. not to be on, not not to not be on the list. And um, so, in my opinion, this device uh, is, like, if you want to talk pure, like, like, obviously, I mean, you, you talk about, oh, that device was great for its time. So, obviously, the most advanced, best device has to be kind of something that's now and so it for that reason obviously it's the best device i've ever owned um it it, but i think it really like speaks to how like when you use it it's like oh my god this thing is like so ridiculous and incredible like that it's one of those devices that when you use like you're still impressed by it even though you own it and you've been using it like for months Okay. Right. It's like every time you use it, like, oh my god, how good is this device? Right. Yeah. Like you almost, you almost don't become numb to yeah. how good it is. Yeah. Um. And to me, it, it's in my opinion almost like the culmination of so many technologies and so many things that that technology companies have been kind of building towards. And obviously, this list ha- 
it was going to include at least one or two or five Apple devices. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm talking about an Apple device. And when I talk about Apple specifically, I think it's something that they've been trying to get to for so long. And I don't think it's necessarily the original vision. I think they've listened to their customer feedback and tweaked it. I don't think it, I, I think this is actually very far off Steve Jobs' vision for this device. Hmm. Um, but I'm talking about my current iteration of the iPad Pro. So. Right. Yep. Uh, so I I am I'm two generations back now or one generation back. Um, so I, I was the it's the first iPad Pro that had these squared off edges and things like that. Yeah. Um, but as I was using it yesterday, I was just like, like the screen itself is just like so ridiculous. And again, every time I look at the screen, I'm like, this is this is insane. It's insane how thin and light this thing is. Uh, it's so powerful. It has so much stuff going on in it. And it's and it's executed so gorgeously, and it's such a nice industrial design, right? Like yeah. all those things. It's just like, it, I mean, it's obviously so easy to pick again the latest and greatest device, but I feel like it just deserves mention in particular because I can't think yeah. of any other Apple device that I've thought was just so gorgeous every time I picked up. Like, don't get me wrong, other devices that I use are have been way more influential, way more impactful. I use way more than the iPad Pro. But just as a gorgeous technical marvel, um, I, I thought the iPad Pro deserved to be on. And I will mention yeah. what I took off the list as a result of this. Mm. But again, after after using it yesterday, I was just like, ah, yeah. it's got to be on there. It's got to be on there. So, so you're not going to mention the, the... I'll mention it. Sorry, I'll mention it in the honorable mentions. Okay. When so we, should when we... we get to that. So, so, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off because I do have something to say about the the iPad Pro, but I, yeah. I think, yeah, it, I, I agree. I, 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 um, I think it's what you said about just, there's some aspect of it that is not just about what is on, like what you see on paper or what kind of like, you, you know, what it, what people think it can do. Right. Which is, yeah, yeah I think the problem is there. It's like, it's a very powerful device. You can, for a lot of people, I think this could be the only kind of computing device they, they need. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it does that really well. But there's something we said about really what I think has been true about the iPad from the beginning, which is it's a very, like some people call it luxury. Another way you could, you can kind of like look at it is something you don't, you don't really need because you could, you know, if you have a laptop and, and a phone, you don't really need this. Right. And, and actually yeah. it's, it's interesting because I, I, I don't know what the stat is, but I would, I would hazard to guess that most people that have any sort of iPad probably also have like a phone, right? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and very likely also have a computer. Um, but there's something to be said about just, you know, like you don't need to do it, but it's almost the things you don't need to do. An iPad is really great for, right? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're sitting, you're sitting down, you're, you're wanting to read something. It's just, it's just enjoyable in some way to use, you know, yeah. that, that you don't get out of looking at like a small screen that you don't get out of, you know, looking at a computer or something. Um, it, it's, it's yeah. one of those devices. It's one of those devices that you wish you had more to do on it, like because because it, yeah. it's so nice yeah. and so gorgeous. Like you wish your interaction with it wasn't kind of ten to fifteen minutes of browsing mm. the internet. You know, you kind of wish that you were always on that device, right? And it's yeah. it's just because and but but for the other reasons, just because it like looks so nice and it's like the design is so nice and your every interaction you have with it, like like just feels so nice, right? That you wish. Yeah. That every device kind of gave you that joy, right? Like everything else, you kind of you kind of get again de- like desensitized to it. Like you, 
you're like you you start like there are a lot of times when I'm using my MacBook Pro and I just I forget like how nice this is. It's a very nice device. Same with my iPhone. I just forget how gorgeous it is. Right. I love devices where you like like take a second. You're like like I love like that screen. How it's like how close it is to the glass. Like even just that little detail. It's like it's like it's. It's mind blowing. Like I look at yep. this, like I can't believe this is a screen, you know. So, yeah. yeah so that that is my number four. Yeah, uh, great device. picks. Number three. Number three. All right. So, um, again, this because these are old. Like I have to go back into my memories of, of when I was younger. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure what the what the brand was, but um, do you remember CD burners? Oh yeah! <laughs> wow, that man, I—that's a great choice. I yeah, man, that's such a good choice. Yeah. CD burners, yes, yes. So I think I, well, I you're know, talking I, literally in your computer, though, right? Like yeah, the, the yeah, time, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think I had a Sony one at some point, and I, I don't know, an LG one, but it, I don't think it matters. It doesn't really matter which specific one. Um, yeah. Probably, probably one of the first ones, but that. You know, when, uh, so this is again fast forward a few years from, you know, the 286 days. So this is now in the age where we have high speed internet just starting, like people to get it. Um, you know, you, you have much more, uh, access to things in terms of like music, videos, whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that first CD burner that, um, I got, I just remember, like, it, it, it's so funny how, you know, like it seems like, so so silly to have the single device but i actually got a ton out of it and so like oh man yeah there's a few things i remember so i mean obviously um so maybe maybe i should explain because i, I maybe i'm taking for granted like if people actually know what a cd burner is <laughs> but i feel like the majority of the people who listen to us hopefully yeah like are around our age if not older so yeah but basically um and i feel like no one does this anymore but um you know CD-ROMs, which is, you know, a, a media, like, optical disc uh, format, I guess. Um, you don't see it as much today, but um, you could, at one point in time, buy blank CDs, and then you could have this drive in your computer um, that I think that is kind of, like, nicknamed CD Burner, but it's just a, a CD-ROM writer or something. Um, and you could basically put whatever data you wanted on on these CDs, right? Um, but I just remember, like, so obviously, I, I I don't know what the first use case was, um, but very quickly I did so much with this with, with this thing. So obviously, you know, like just putting stuff data on on CDs, you know, backing up and stuff. I think that was like one thing. But I actually um, started using it a lot more uh, for just music, right? So this yep. was back in the yeah, days thing, where yeah. uh, you know you you could borrow music from uh, you know friends you didn't meet on the internet and uh, <laughs> d- download on that computer. Um, but it wasn't like. I think initially you could actually make a CD that you could listen to, which was yeah. kind of mind blowing that you could, you know, you put your music on and then, you know, you, you go, go in, um, on your, uh, you know, CD Walkman, <laughs> which, which <laughs> maybe man, deserves another man. honorable mention. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, your Discman and, and listen to it. And, and it was just mind blowing, right? Because now suddenly you, you have access almost seemingly to any music and you can just put it on there. You could even make your own, right? Which is, yeah. which was like what I did a lot of. I just made your own mix, mix CD or something, right? Yeah, um, which is awesome because it's like, hey, like I, I don't have to listen to just one album. I can put yeah. on like you know twenty songs on here from well, whatever different ma- albums. Like not, to, not like not to mention like like the idea that you were making a CD, which is what the big you know music industry buffs were doing. Yeah, right. It's like it's like putting like like a tool in your hand 
to actually, from a creative standpoint, make something that's as professional as you know what again the professionals are making, yeah. right? Like I find it it's it's less these days where you're like, oh, I'm doing something as good as the professionals are doing, yeah, right? Exactly. Like they're they're yeah. giving you a tool that you can literally like, yeah, make your own professional like 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 media, right? Yeah, and not just for music, right? I remember um, you know making like copies of CDs for like software and stuff like that that you could use, um, and then when the advent of uh, MP3s really came along. Now it like it took that up another level because you're like, okay, I don't just have to put 20 songs on here. I can put 600 yeah. songs, right? Uh, and and that kind of was just mind blowing at the time, right? It, it's yeah. like, wow, on this one on this one disc. I mean, I, I I feel like this is the same reasons why you know when the first iPod came out, right? People's minds were just blown because you could fit so much music on yeah. on a single thing, and this is just like one disc. And even at the time, like we're talking like maybe a dollar or two. A disc, right? Yeah. So for a dollar or two, you put so much on there, and and so like it was just you know as as a you know in that time like all the creative ways you could maybe like you know borrow music from from all your friends and put everything on one CD and make make a really cool like you know collection of of music that was amazing. Um, the other reason why this like stands out so much in my memory is uh, technically th- like a CD burner enabled me to start my own business, like my very first business, I guess if you could, if you could call it that, (laughs) which was basically, um, in high school, I had this little business, um, a very underground business where basically, (laughs) uh, I think I was charging five or $10 per CD. I, I, something, something around that. And basically, um, I, I would, um, sell a CD and people could tell me, anything they, they want to download and put on that CD. And so a little caveat here was I was um, one of the first kids uh, at my school with high-speed internet. Yeah, 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 And so a lot of people were still on dial-up. And so, you know, CD fits like, what, six, 700 megabytes or something. Um, yep. That would take a long time on dial-up. That's pretty much yeah. impossible on dial-up. But on high-speed internet, you could, you know, you could download six, 700 megabytes overnight or something. Um, but that was like, that was my very first business, which is basically... I started with my friends, right? I'd just be like, hey, like, do you want, I'll, I'll download whatever you want, you know, um, for $5, right? And I'll put yeah. on CD and next day at school, I'll, I'll you know, so I'll, I'll come, come with the CD. And then that kind of spread because I was like, oh, like you can do that? All right, cool. Like, you know, I want this downloaded. You know, here's five, $10, whatever they wanted from, from the internet. Um, yeah. So that was my very first business. And it was just like all from that, that CD burner. Like I learned all That's that awesome. from, from, from that. So um yeah, that that like I'll never forget that, and that that's my number three pick. I, that that's such a good pick because I, I totally forgot like again how much a part of my life that was. Like, like even just you're bringing back so many memories of like you know CDR versus CDRW, yeah. like the dual layer versus the single layer. And then do you remember when like the, these burners like HP and a couple of other companies released these burners? Where you could flip the disc upside down and it would burn like the oh, label yes. into the yeah, yeah. So we had one of those and I tried it. And it was so ridiculous because it took like <laughs> I I like, this might be an exaggeration, but it felt like hours like to just get the most basic design on it. It took so long. Yeah. Um and then I remember buying like stat like remember when CDRs got so cheap and yeah. you would just buy like these these barrels of like them. CDRs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like for 25 bucks, you'd buy so many. And then, yeah, just making all these like, see, I mean, um, you know, with DVD burners after that, like, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, one thing that is definitely missing from my list is a lot of productivity technology that that hmm. that let me express my creativity. And one of the big things is like when I would make movies and I burn DVDs and stuff like that and hand those out or whatever, right? So totally, uh, yeah, yeah. That that's an awesome, that's an awesome, awesome pick. So yeah, uh, number three, CD burners. Okay, uh, my number three um, is in the video game space. So nice. video games uh, were something that were a really big part of my life uh, for a long time and definitely faded uh, in university. Uh, as I went to university, my love for video games definitely dropped. But kind of like growing up, uh, up until um, up until university, I was like super into video games and, uh, you know, got to endlessly thank my parents for, for buying me so many video games, so many video game systems. I was definitely one of those really lucky kids who I didn't have to choose between Sega and Nintendo. I, I had both, you know, these kind of things. So um, I was very lucky, lucky kid that way. Um, and so obviously there's a, there's a ton of amazing game systems that came out in our time, um, you know, but there are a lot of things that, there's a lot of them that I didn't have. I didn't own a PlayStation. Um, you know, I didn't own, uh, I mean, that <laughs> I didn't own a PlayStation, <laughs> didn't own a 3DO, you know, uh, didn't own a Neo Geo, uh, some of these kind of obscure systems, but I did own, you know, the, the, the main systems. And, uh, you know, we always talk about Dreamcast as being an, an amazing system and probably one of your favorite systems of all time. Yeah, one definitely. of mine too. But uh, my absolute favorite system of all time, again, because of the experience that I had with it, and my number three pick uh, is the Super Nintendo. So the Super Nintendo, um, you know, to me was... The first system that kind of came into play that kind of took, like, people started to take video games a bit more seriously. Like, when the Nintendo came out, obviously, a lot of people had it. Um, but the Super Nintendo, I remember, like, the commercials come, and, and this may, might have been just the time that I was kind of taking more, paying more attention to them as I was growing up or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I remember, like, the commercials that came out, and it was like 65,000 colors, you know, and all this stuff, and it, all the advertisement. And so I got really excited about it. But what really made it exciting, and I, I kind of have like, uh, you know, like I kind of have like fond memories with my dad about this, um, and like, like I don't know any other system that did this, but when the Super Nintendo was being released, they actually gave rental units out to like rental outlets, like movie rental places and video oh, game yeah, rental yeah, places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you could kind of rent this thing before it ever launched. Like Blockbuster, right? Yeah, yeah. So I rented at <laughs> uh, this place in Pembroke called. Uh, basement video yeah. and it was like it came in almost like a pelican case um with the super nintendo and i remember like like again thanks to my dad like we would rent this thing pretty regularly like you know I, like maybe every couple weekends we would just rent this thing with a couple games or maybe i can't even remember if there was a couple games out at that time i, I really can't remember yeah but i remember opening this thing up every time <laughs> and taking awesome. it out of the foam and hooking it up and playing it and then i remember when i got it for christmas when it came out you know, it was crazy. Uh, me and my family friends, uh, it, like we had family friends named the Lees as well, and and we like played Super Mario World like, and we finished it in like a couple of days, and then slowly, you know, I mean, this was a system that I had in my bedroom, and we would like I buy so many games for it, and it just I have so many fond memories of it, and and it just like that launch was such a big deal, you know, and it was like it was the system that really really got me into video games, yeah. and you know, it was like. You know, like Super Bomberman, NBA Jam, Super Mario, Super Street Fighter, like all these really, really cool games uh, that came out for it. So that is my number three pick, uh, the Super yeah, Nintendo. That's solid. Yeah, you're, you're so right about, you know, that was that was really kind of, I think, the the point 
like in the the history of video games where things really started to turn, right? I feel like, you know, prior to Genesis, SNES, um, it was still very much a niche thing, right? I think even, you know, like the original Nintendo, it seems like from my memory and looking back, like a very novelty kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's it's like you you got it because it was like almost a novelty, not because, you know, you're serious in playing games or, yeah, or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And so, yeah, you're still right about the Super Nintendo being that almost like turning point, right? Yeah. Where and that I feel like the world, that whole, that whole like console era, era. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like the world started to take video games more seriously and the amount of money you could make and all this stuff like that. Right? Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. All right. We are going to take a short break, but we'll be right back after this. And we are back on this episode 50 extravaganza, counting down the top five technology items between me and Aaron. Before we move on with the list, though, we're going to check in with our fans. So we posted a tweet uh, last week asking people themselves, what are their top devices? And we actually got some response. Um, So I'm going to bring that up right now. So um, our good friend uh, Dave, uh, he said, um, actually, I'll start with Brody because Brody responded first. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, Brody said, growing up, this was king. And he posted a uh, picture of the original Nintendo Game Boy. So nice. definitely, yeah. yeah, awesome device. Um, you know, aw- like crazy seller. Um, you know, again, so many people had this thing. Uh, just just such a ubiquitous yeah. uh, device. So thanks for posting that, Brody. Um, and then Dave posts, I worry how this is going to go. <laughs> but the original iPod was my favorite. Be gentle. Um, so obviously, Dave being a pretty big anti-Apple supporter. Um, I don't know, anti-Apple supporter? Anti-Apple or Apple protester, anti-Apple supporter? Um, yes. And, and this is what I want to bring up. Um, so the number four item I said was my iPad Pro, right? Yeah. The thing that got kicked off the list uh, was my iPod Nano, actually. Mm. Nano. Um, yes, that was my favorite iPod that I ever owned. The very first Nano, so the very thin stick, like vertical yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and actually, Dave had one as well. So I wonder if he's talking about that iPod, but maybe he's thinking about the very, very first iPod. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the one that got kicked off. Um, but yes, iPod definitely an awesome device. Yeah. So thanks, Dave and Brody, uh, for contributing to our our favorite devices. I think those are both good picks. Um, and we have a voice message. So, let me fire that up. This awesome. is from one of our regular listeners. Hey guys, I just wanted to wish you congratulations on your 50th episode. That's so exciting. Yay! Um, and I thought it'd be fun to leave you a voice message. I didn't realize I only have a minute, so I'm kind of going to try and spew off as fast as I can my top five technologies. Number one, my phone, because it hasn't broken in four years, which is pretty amazing. Also, the Apple phone has the reminder app, which I love to use for grocery lists. Number two, um, Bluetooth. Is that like saying internet? I don't know, but I do like my Bluetooth. <laughs> it works in the car, and I like my Bluetooth speaker. It's some Sony one with extra bass. Pretty awesome, and it's waterproof. Um, number three, my Apple TV, a very, very, very old version, probably the first version of Apple TV, which was a gift. Thank you. Number four, Pinterest app. It's been a paramount in my washroom reno design and um, all things educational. Number five, the every dollar budgeting app, which is also amazing. And Google Drive. I did it all. 
right. <laughs> that's all. Big thanks, Andy. That's, that's, so that's impressive. Uh, yeah. I learned something. We, I didn't know. We also, like, the fact that there's five, because I'm pretty sure we just asked people for just, just one, right? Yeah, just for so, one. Yeah, exactly. So like, five is impressive. That, Yeah. Very impressive. Um, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't catch what was, what was our fourth one in our bathroom. What was that? There was a budgeting app. Oh no! Right before that, what was that? The Bluetooth, ah, whatever. Like speaker. I don't know. There's something. <laughs> we'll have to listen. Th- those to are it. all. And yes, those are all technologies. Um, yes. Yeah. All very good ones. Uh, big thanks, Andrea, for sending that in. You always been a very good supporter of our of our, our a big supporter of our podcast, and we really appreciate it. And appreciate you sending in your voice message and again educating us. I didn't know this, that I guess voice messages, voice messages have a limit of one minute. I did not know that. I also did not know. Is that is that specific to like vo- like on our site? Uh, yeah, on Anchor. message is only one minute? Yeah. Interesting. It's like, like there's a kind I, of I, I mean, I kind of like that. That's like, yeah, it makes it very short and, and brief. It is a yeah. message, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that way we know we can plan around that one minute or whatever. So yeah. if you guys have any uh, questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to email us at the, uh, sorry, uh, uh, what is our email address? Podcast.etc <laughs> at gmail.com. And you can leave your own voice message at anchor.fm slash the dash etc dash podcast. Big thanks to Brody, Dave, and Andrea yeah. for submitting this. Uh, we usually would spend a lot more time uh, going through your guys' uh, <laughs> messages, but we have the, so many more all, things. To, those are all good technologies. I, I Yes. Those, yeah. I definitely agree with all those. None of those yeah. I would actually disagree with. Although I, I did forget what was that one that she said on the, on the I, oh, I use a Pinterest Pinterest app. Oh, the pinch. Okay, Pinterest. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. All right, number two, Aaron. What is your number two pick? Yes, for so. your technology item. Oh Let's, wait, sorry. Hold on. Yeah, we didn't do our honor, honor, honorable mentions. Are we doing that now? Yeah, I was going to yeah, do okay. it before we did the the, the top two. Okay, so uh, do you want to mm. do yours first, or I'll do mine? Up to you. I, I can I, so all of them like how, like I just yeah any, it's kind of yeah. a quick quick section of okay. honor, honorable mentions. <laughs> so first one actually on on the line of Andrea's is blue does Bluetooth count? <laughs> I, I was just gonna say high speed internet, and then I was yeah. like that's not really an item, but I mean yeah I, I feel it, again like for those that didn't go through that transition, you'll never understand how mind blowing of a shift that was. To go wow. from from dial up internet uh, oh my God. to high speed, so that's yeah honorable mention mostly because that's not an it, it's not an item. It's just like I just wanted to, to mention that. Um, yeah. Good pick. Nest, Good pick. Nest thermostat or smart thermostats. Oh, yeah. um, again, just very few things that have done something so well consistently. And again, it's one of those things. Just like you can't even compare it to what like the like how it was solved before, right? You know, like a on the wall manual thermostat. It's not even comparable, so yeah. um, definitely thought about that. Um, I, I actually had iPad Pro on my list. That was like waffling, yeah. so agreed with with your choice. AirPods, um, just like yeah. especially again, I, I agree I feel with you on that one. Same thing as the high speed internet. Like, I don't know about you, how many pairs of Bluetooth headphones you've had in your life? Oh yeah, but like it, for me, it must be at least six, and they always like only worked half as you know yeah. what they promise. So AirPods just just by virtue of hey these actually work like yeah like this is what Bluetooth or wireless headphones should have always been yeah um, no totally totally agree with you on that one and uh, yeah la- last thing I had um, so you'll, so I didn't mention iPhones even though like I, I do love them uh, but I, I I don't even remember the name I know who made it so my very first smartphone okay. was 
um, a phone made by O2, which is like a UK like phone company. Yeah, um, carrier. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I just remember having this, and to me, it was amazing because one, it had like a full color screen. Yeah, it ran Windows Mobile or something weird like that, and yeah, yeah. you put you could put like data on it, right? There's a SIM card, and so it was like a terrible phone. But it was yeah. my first experience in you know having data on a phone, being internet connected, having this nice screen. It even had some simple games on it, like apps. Um, but yeah, that was again uh, not because it was a great phone, just that was uh, you know the first experience with you know what what that type of device could be. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely agree with you on the the AirPods. I I I also yeah like how you mentioned like yeah it's just just it's just this like life of kind of you buy so many headphones and so All many media like very mediocre yeah <laughs> and they finally solve yeah. it right there's some problem with them or some issue yeah. right and then yeah. you get the airpods and you know they're pretty much 98 percent of what you want right like yeah. yeah you know so it's yeah no definitely agree with that and yeah i mean you're right got you gotta mention the internet right <laughs> it's it's definitely a, a definitely yeah. a winner um, a couple of honorable mentions on my side. Um, one massive category that I said that it's missing from my list, and I really do not want to to um, I, d- I definitely don't want to dismiss it. Yeah. Is just all the things that have allowed me to be a creative, right? Because obviously, um, you know, I had a job in video production. Um, I've done video production, you know, a lot in my life for fun, and you know, a lot of that stuff. And, and not to mention music is a big part of my life. And a lot of the stuff that allows me to create music and create film and stuff like that, I didn't have in my list. I just didn't really think about it. But those are actually really major pieces of technology in my life that have done a lot for me. So yeah. everything from like the Canon GL2 that my parents got, got me mm. for graduation uh, to some of the Blackmagic cameras that I've had, um, you know, to some of the recording equipment that I have, to some of the live streaming stuff that I'm doing nowadays. It's just like all that stuff that allows me to create um, is a massive category that's missing from my list. That is yeah, totally. super important in my life and still very important in my life today. So is that. Um, my very first Mac laptop that I ever owned, the 17-inch PowerBook G4. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, that thing. Was, yeah, <laughs> just like, I remember going to your first to your first year residence, bringing yeah. it over and putting Finding Nemo on it and stuff like that. And like having my first Mac was a really big deal. Like I said, the iPods were a really big deal. Um, and actually, you know what? Something recently that I bought that I think is actually a really nice solution um, is my NAS. Uh, mm. You know, my network attached storage, uh, that becoming a home device to kind of finally solve my issue of buying hard drive after hard drive after hard drive, you know, and just having just this this expandable solution, I think is, is really worth a mention as well. So those are yeah. all honorable mentions. Um, but, uh, you know, we will definitely like, I definitely hard to make this list of top five, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's weird. It's almost like, it's almost like I'm, I'm forgetting people, but I think, yeah. I think the reason I feel bad a little bit is that like, these are things that again, either like have been big parts of my life that involve other people as well, whether mm-hmm. that's something that they, they bought me or something that I used, you know, with other people, like, you know, creating music with people and making films with people, right. This kind of stuff. So. Yeah, totally. All right. Number two. On Aaron's list. So number two, fast forwarding and time again a little bit. Um, so uh, I, I feel that, you know, no list here would be complete, at least for me and especially for this podcast, without some something car related. And number okay, this next next one, number two on my list is actually my very first car. Oh, nice. Nice. So uh, 
what like that car was was I think it was a it was either a 1989 or a 1990 Mazda um, RX-7, and I think you you probably remember this this car. Well, um, I don't. I, I'm surprised you don't know the year. I mean, you were you spent so much time with that car. I think it was. I think it was a. It was either an 89 or 90. Um, and the reason I don't know the exact year is because you know, like a lot of times, um, cars like they're not made in that year, right? Yeah. So I it was definitely. It was definitely made in 89, but it might have been a 1990, like model year. Um, okay, but obviously yeah, yeah. I did not buy this car new, so I actually don't, I don't actually know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so this was, um, I think I was like 18, 19, something like that. Um, uh, first car that I, that I owned. Um, and I was already pretty, you know, into and interested in, in cars, even at that, in that, at that point. Um so saved up like money from a uh, bunch of like summer job stuff. First car that I bought was barely working. Um, it was also manual transmission, which I'd never driven ever before. So <laughs> I remember buying the car and then uh, like trying to just get it home. Right. That's just, like, so just, funny. Uh, and, and yeah, it was, you know, again, um, I'm calling it technology. And I, but I, I think, you know, it's easy for people to forget like how incredible and take for granted, you know, um, a vehicle is, right? The fact yeah, that you yeah, get totally. in, turn a key, and you go anywhere. Um, but I don't know. I, I think, you know, again, this is, it's, I, I mean, by no stretch, like, the best car ever owned. Again, like, it was barely working. I, I literally spent a good year after I bought it just replacing everything <laughs> because, you know, a lot of stuff was just, like, you know, not really working well or, or whatever, but... Um, yeah, I mean, that taught me a lot of things just in terms of like getting really into and, and understanding how to even work on a, on a car. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. My first taste is just like, you know, I think especially early on, right. The first vehicle that's really yours, the, the kind of freedom that comes from it, right. The freedom and ownership and just, you know, like whether it's being able to just drive wherever you want. And I, I did some pretty big trips in that, in that car. Like I remember driving, um, from, uh, Pembroke, right to to Niagara Falls in that in that yeah. car, and that that's that's a pretty long drive. I think that was, um, yeah, like you know at least eight eight hours or something, right? Drive, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so again, that sense of like, oh, I can go, I can like go place, I can go like, I can go travel places and and drive places, um, was pretty incredible. But then it was my first kind of just you know understanding the mechanics of how cars work, and you know even though you know it was fairly more or less basic vehicle there's still a lot of like really interesting things right and I, I know you and i are a big fan of there's there's this youtube channel i think called engineering explained um yes where he just he just uh describes like how transmissions work and just like things that everyone just takes for granted you know that yeah. these things all just work but if you actually look into how these things are built and designed it's kind of mind-blowing right um oh i, I still yeah. i still to this day um like I definitely don't understand it, you know, to the level that you do, especially because you've hands-on done stuff with it. But like, the more I learn about how you know a traditional kind of internal combustion-based car works, I I am I am like so blown away that what is happening, like physically in the engine yeah. and the transmission and the brakes and the wheels and all that stuff, how that translates to such a seamless experience to the user. Right, yeah. like the the fact that, like you said, like you, you turn a key, you press a pedal, and you steer. 
Yeah. It's it's insane that it works yeah. as well as it does. Yeah, right? for for and for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles, right? You're, you're driving yeah. car all just kind of more or less just works behind the scenes, but um yeah, so so that's number 2 and and I think like the last thing I'll say of of why you know, it it's it, it's such a important thing for me um that that first vehicle is is it also kind of taught me and this is this is why I think the one of the reasons I I'm you know, my interest in in cars um, but I think, you know, this extends to other technology. It was one of the first times I realized that, um, you know, technology, engineering, things like that can be applied for things other than just, uh, function, right? Because that, that car was like, again, it, it's, it was this really quirky two door sports car, right? Not, not very functional, not, not a ton of utility, but it was my first time just like seeing like, oh, you know what? Like things can be engineered and built for fun, right? Yeah. Or style or, or whatever, right? Um, which was really cool. And I think that always, that, that really kind of started off my interest in cars, but then also how I really kind of look at, at things, right? Like things can be built in a very impressive way, not just to, you know, get from point A to point B in this case, right? But because they just want it to be fun, right? They want it to be interesting. Um, and again, I think going back to, some of the technologies I really love, like, I mean, I, like something like the iPad pro, it's weird to make this analogy, but in a lot of ways, you know, it's, it's, you don't use it just because of the functional aspect, right? A yeah, lot of the yeah, enjoyment yeah. you get out of it, um, is because it's just enjoyable to use. It's just fun. Right. Yeah. Um, so totally. yeah. I, I think I've told you the story before, but, um, when I was in high school, um, you know, I, I was, I, I want to say I was, uh, not not interest like I, I subscribe to the idea of doing things past utility, and I subscribe mm-hmm. to the idea of like doing things for passion and love and joy and all this stuff like that. And I remember, uh, you know, at the time, still to this day, you know, a lifelong aspiration of mine is the 911 Turbo, right? And I remember that there was a Porsche commercial that came out at that time that so perfectly captured that sentiment. Yeah, and I remember I. I I either intended to do it or I actually did it. But I remember, I think, like typing out the words of this commercial and and sticking it up on my locker. And I, you might have seen this commercial or I might have sent it to you or, or you might have come across it yourself. But the whole commercial was about like, what if we only did things for practical reasons? You know, like the whole commercial is like, what if we only built this? What if we only does it? Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. And then at the very end, it's just a, it's a car, it's just a car commercial. At the end is like introducing the 911 Turbo or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's that's totally it. It's like, yeah. you know, technology for more than the sake of, of utility is, is a yeah. thing. And like, um, you know, I, I love your love. Like, I, I finally started to get it. Like when we when we did that kind of short film about your Datsun. I finally started to understand the love of tinkering and tweaking cars because, I mean, I do that with so many other things in my life where it's like I buy a piece like, you know, I'll, I'll buy all this kind of music gear and, and like want to get the ultimate audio setup or whatever. Right. Or home theater and things like that. And I, I totally get that. Like, yeah. like you open my eyes to that where it's like, yeah, I would love I mean, I wouldn't love, but I could I can totally understand like buying a used car and tweaking it and tinkering it to the point where it's like it's sweet. It's like, yeah, it's like you really made it work right it's it's i mean i think that the thing that like i um i always have in mind which like to, to a lot of people is just insane but the way i would put it is when something breaks on on like like my old datsun yeah like i actually get really happy because it's like <laughs> it's like i think anytime you're doing it for like tinkering or passion then it's like oh that's an opportunity to like make something better right yeah 
It's like, yeah. whereas if you're just, if it's just utility, you're, you're not happy because if something breaks, you're just like, oh, like, you know, now I can't do something. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like whether it's like art or, you know, like I feel like even like, I don't know about you, but sometimes like, I, like when I played guitar a lot, I would break a like guitar string. And I'd be like, oh, I'm going to try a new set of strings. Now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, it's, I did, it's a I weird didn't thing. Experience, but yeah. I didn't experience that joy, but uh, I, I kind of get it. I kind of get <laughs> yeah. it. Um, and also not to mention that, you know, uh, we were able to use your Mazda RX-7 in one of the most famous episodes of Pembroke Vice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the the episode was named after your car. It was episode three, the Mazda RX-7. <laughs> so, yeah, Classic. very, very cool choice. Number two, uh, the Mazda RX-7. Okay, my number two is the obvious, obvious choice. Uh, uh this might end up being your number one, or you may have just kind of decided to leave it <laughs> off your list. Um, but I, I, you can't like, at least for me, you, you can't have a technology list without um, mentioning a smartphone. And mm-hmm. really for me, it's the iPhone, obviously. Um, and I mean, the iPhone, I mean, it's so, it, there's just so many obvious reasons why a smartphone is there. It just, it's changed. Like, like you said, like, like going from non-high speed to high speed, um, the first experience I had with the GPS, I remember my first interaction with an iPhone, um, my my classmate, who was this mysterious guy, um, <laughs> like I, so I went to film school in Vancouver and all, all these people from all around the world. And there's this one guy and I've told you about this guy before, but he's this mysterious guy from China who we didn't know what his deal was. Like he was kind of weird, kind of quiet, but then apparently also super rich. Because he would just take weekend trips, like to go see a soccer game in England yeah. and stuff like that. He would just like fly all around he, the world. He, he clearly owns the iPhone factory or something. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly. where the story's going, right? <laughs> and so this is back in the days where, again, the iPhone, the very first iPhone, was only released in the states, and he he yeah. got one, you know, and and bought it. Didn't care how much ex- how expensive it was. And I remember I was I was with my buddy, and we were over at the Sound Campus of the Vancouver Film School. I think it was Sound Campus. For some reason, we're off campus. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, Casey, you want, you want to see something? I'm like, <laughs> uh, sure. And he pulls out the iPhone. I'm like, what the F? Yeah. And so um, I like grabbed the iPhone. And I remember my memory being just like, I, I got to try CoverFlow. I got to try this touchscreen. Yeah. yeah. You know, flicking it and all that stuff like yeah. that. And that first iPhone and- was like in terms of just industrial design was 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 uh, so much better than the one that came after it, right? Like, yeah, so it's like the actually 3G, very it, impressive. Just yeah, well, because they had to make it like cheaper, right? Like, cause, so they kind of got yeah. rid of the metal back and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and then I also remember my buddy that I was with, like he he just couldn't figure out the touchscreen. I was like, I was like, I was mind blown by that. Yeah, but um, so that was my first experience with the iPhone. But the iPhone that I'm picking as my number one device and this is no surprise to you you know how i feel about this but for me like again in terms of iPhones that i've owned cuz i've owned i've owned basically the 3G the 4S the 6 the 10 um to me it's the 4S the 4S mm. uh is like and to me equivalently the 4 would would fit in this yeah. category it's just like i think in my opinion it was like an amazing size it was so fast it was um, the des- the design made it look like a like I remember when the four came out everyone talked about how premium yeah. the device looked it looked like a yeah. nice like like a camera almost um, and I love that the twelve is kind of going back to that yeah, I was just gonna say the, the design <laughs> is so good it's come back yeah exactly it's come yeah. back eight generations later 
And uh, it was built like a tank. I remember dropping that thing. I always tell the story about how I was, I was in like a TD bank and I dropped it from standing distance down to tile floor and it survived. Like no yeah. cracks whatsoever. Um, and I, I still love that size and I love why, like that's why I love the iPhone 12 mini going back to that size. Um, you know, I haven't, I, I haven't, I like liked an iPhone as much as that one like since. Um, but I, that's why I got really excited by the 12. The 12 did look really, really good. Um, yeah. but yeah, the, the 4S is, is my pick. Yeah. And there's just like, again, it's one of those devices that I would purposely like leave my house, um, like hoping to get like an MSN message on it or something like that because like, <laughs> oh, I can do this now. Right. Yeah. Oh, it was such so a big, iPhone, such a big leap from the, uh, the three, the three G and three GS, right? Like, it, yeah, it's just, yeah. And again, all it's not that the phones that came after nothing. Like those kept getting better, and it's not like yeah. they were bad. But yeah, maybe I mean, maybe it was like kind of like you know uh, the SNES of of like phones, right? Like such a big leap, and that was, you know, I, I think with the three G, they were still trying to figure things out, and you know, it was kind of slow. It wasn't what I would con- consider like a good looking or nice, nice to use like physically. Yeah. Um, but then they really kind of figured things out with the, with the four and, um, yeah, no, I agree. I that's like still, uh, probably one of the, one of the best phones I guess they, they've ever made. Yes. All right. Uh, again, if you guys want to email us, email us at the ETC, uh, I keep screwing this up podcast.etc at gmail.com. Um, visit our YouTube channel. And if you're watching this on YouTube, there is an audio version that you can subscribe to on your favorite podcast channel, yeah. which brings us. To our number one picks of 2020 for top five technology <laughs> items, episode 50 of the ETC podcast. Yeah. I need a big drum roll or whatever. All <laughs> right, Aaron. What? I'm, I'm expecting big things here. Big preamble. I, I, I don't what know. Because is your, what is your number one <laughs> device? Because it's you know. chronological and not by... Well, you know, necessarily, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not as most impressive. impact, um, but I, it's. I think this is still a good one. Um, but it is the most modern uh, uh, choice, the most recent chronologically in my list. And um, this one was interesting because, out of compared to the other ones, this was not necessarily a, you know, it it was a formative experience or anything like that. But it's just such a damn good uh, technology I, I and device. A- I have, a, I have a prediction you, in my head. I have like, a prediction should, in my we, head. Should we guess like each other's? Like I don't know. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling you're never gonna guess mine. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, okay. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Let's uh, let's guess each other's. But do, um, like, do I, should I give you a hint or? Right. Because you. I mean. I. I, I mean. I one mean, hint is it's something that uh, I got in the last like year or two. Like so fairly. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I know it's newer than the RX7 because if you do chronological or whatever, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty yeah. big guy. Um, yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll stay on yours, and then when we get to mine, I'll try to get you to guess mine as well. Okay. Um, without many hints, mm. um, I'm going to guess your Tesla Model Three. No, but I was I was thinking about that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Can you give me one um, more hint, and I'll see if I can guess it. There's something, there is something related to a Tesla in that it is autonomous to some extent. Like it does does its okay. its its own thing without you having to control it. Okay, I I can't <laughs> imagine it's the Roomba. It's not it's not the Roomba, right? 
It actually, it actually is. It is? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, all right, all right. So number one, I guess specifically, uh, I have a rumor right now, but just ro- a robot vacuum in, in general, which is, it, this is, I think this is the reason why this is on my list is because it's one of those things that, you know, um, I think, you know, like, oh yeah, like this is kind of neat, right? And a lot of people are like, yeah, it's like, you know, you consider getting one. But it's not until you get one that you realize that, like, this, again, it, it falls in the category of devices that just does what it you think it's going to do, right? Yeah. Which is, like, again, a lot of times it's, like, a letdown, right? Especially when, you know, you, you, you hear a lot about something and you have all these expectations and then you get it and, like, it's, like, oh, it's not as good as I thought it was going to be, right? Like, Nest, like Nest's automatic temperature schedule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good point. Um, but this is actually as good, if not, like, better than what I was like kind of expecting. And it's just, you know, I think it's a combination as well with, um, obviously this year I've been home a lot more than, than normal. Right. Um, and you know, it's, it's just like a quality of life improvement, uh, to, to have around. And then it's also a nice mix of just like, it's cool technology. It's a bit like, it has a little bit of personality, you know what I mean? Like it's, so it's like this perfect combination of just like, it's super useful. It makes my life better. It does exactly what I was expecting. And then, you know, it's just it's just kind of interesting, right? Like it's yeah. like we put on a schedule and so like once a week it starts doing its thing. Um, and that's incredible. It's just like that's cool. Like I feel like there's very few things that I I it makes me feel like I'm in the future because you take yeah, so much yeah, for yeah. granted. But in a weird way that this like simple robot vacuum kind of does make you feel like that. Right. right because right, right. we don't have anything else that's really like like even all the other home automation stuff doesn't really yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. we're in the future, right? Like, okay, my lights turn on at a certain time, but like whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's like little robot vacuum going around. Um and uh I just found we just found out th- like that they have this companion vacuum that's a mopping vacuum. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it will mop the yeah. floors, but not only that, it coordinates with the 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 vacuum robot. Oh. Okay. So they basically follow each other. Like <laughs> one so robot funny. goes off and then the other one goes goes and and will do mopping and I don't know it's just like it's it's like that just makes me feel like I'm in the future, right? Yeah. And not in a stupid way. Not not in a way that's like oh, I, oh it's like oh look look what I can do but it's like completely useless. Like I don't need to do that, right? Yeah. Um this actually does something where it's like oh like this is enjoyable. It's a cool little thing and also like it actually improves my life, right? So Yeah. Um yeah, so maybe a ant- little bit anticlimactic, but <laughs> the Roomba, I, I forget what the model is, but the Roomba vacuum that, yeah, that I have. Well, I have to say, you kind of brought me back with your description, because I think because <laughs> I was thinking the Model 3, I was like, okay, the Roomba, okay, right? But yeah, then you brought me back, and I think that that's true, like, I think... I think I mean I've never lived with the Roomba, so I, I can't yeah. I can't see it. That, also but. similar to the Model Three, because it's internet connected and, and the software updates, it's gotten better since I yeah, since yeah. we first got it. And right, so right, right. like it it's like it had a few like places it got, it, it got stuck before, software update. Um they have updates now where you can you know, on, on the newer ones you can tell it to just go clean a specific room. Yeah. So it'll be like, hey, I spilled something in the kitchen. It'll just go. And again, like you can do that through, um, it has voice commands. So again, it's like, it's one of those things where I feel it's the only situation where you could use a voice command and it actually feels appropriate. And yeah, yeah, you, yeah. again, it feels like you're in the future versus every other thing like that is, is just, I don't know, it, it's like a novelty. Whereas this is actually, oh, I want to use it. And this yeah, is yeah. awesome. This robot just appears and cleans up my mess, right? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. 
No, okay, all right. Number one pick, Roomba. Although, to be fair, Aaron's are chronological versus, <laughs> yeah, exactly, versus yeah. best over the other. Okay, yeah. so my number one pick um, kind of goes back to, uh, you know, talking about um, you know the creative stuff that I was doing. Um, it, it goes back to that idea. It's not. It's not necessarily in that category, but mm. um, you know, I, I think I, I, if it's one thing that I, I've concluded about myself, uh, you know, and I'm a very you know introspective, self interested person. So I've done a <laughs> lot of soul searching over the last you know 38 years or so of my life. And one one thing that I've concluded about myself is that I am a person of. Uh, what no, what a lot of people would think of as like mutually exclusive uh, thoughts, right? So, I could I consider myself an extrovert and an introvert. Like I very much enjoy introverted stuff, and I very much enjoy extroverted stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I'm very much into arts, and I'm very much into science. Like these kind of, I mean, that I also think there's there's a blurry line. But there there are things that that people generally tend to one side or the other, and I I'm very much like kind of not just kind of halfway in between. I'm kind of intense about both, right? And so one thing I have to say that uh, makes, I think it makes sense when you look at it and, and when you think about it, but like a lot of the devices that I own, I, I love because they give me a great job and they give me great creativity and I can output a lot of things that I want to do. And, and one of the things I love doing is is creating, right? Like my day-to-day job as a software engineer, uh, we do this podcast. I like to play music. I like to make films. I like to create stuff as much as I can. And I love all the devices that let me do that, right? One of the things I didn't mention again about computers is is all the programming that I can do, and I love that stuff, right? Yeah, totally. And so I love I love all these devices that allow me to do that stuff. But because of that, I think because I'm very intense when it comes to creation and and again making these 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 artifacts or whatever, is that I think I also very much am passionate about relaxing and disconnecting and and not being you know, uh, actively involved in my devices and stuff like right. that. Right. Like, I think, like, I think people think like they think about me and they're like, Oh, Casey, you're so much into technology, but I'm the first to like love when I go to a hotel and I don't have Wi-Fi. Like, I love that. I love mm. like when I'm forced to disconnect and I, I really enjoy it. I love, I've been telling you recently, I've been charging my phone out in the, in the family room and I don't have my phone in the bedroom and it's, it's nice to disconnect and stuff like that. Yeah. So, totally. So the more I thought about this, the more I realized this is what justified my very my my number one mm. pick, and it's that I love this device because as technology seems to progress, it seems to lean more towards the productive side. It's like stuff where you're engaged more and you're doing more, and you're yeah. like you know like 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 these devices want you to be on them all the more time. Attention. They want you, yeah, and 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 not even just attention, but active attention where you have to actively participate, right? And this is always one of the problems I've had with smartphones, right? It's like, you want to enjoy something on that, you might get an email from work or you might get a text message from your friend or whatever, and then all of a sudden, your mind gets into like productivity mode. I feel like I know where this is going, but... So so this device, in my opinion, in my entire life, has generally stayed towards the relaxing and disconnecting and just enjoying, not necessarily disconnecting, but enjoying and not and being very passive and just enjoying the device. <laughs> do you do you do you know what I'm talking I, about? Do you want me to guess? Sure. I want to say television. Yes. That's exactly 
100% it. So (laughs) my number one pick, the category is television. Because, you know, I think the thing with television is that they've tried to add more stuff into it by allowing Mm. you to connect your keyboard and all this stuff. And if you even look at the Apple TV remote, it's very minimal, right? And if anything, remotes are getting more minimal. And when you watch a movie, you kind of put it on and you just... Like, even though they've added stuff where you can like, oh, bring up the cast and all that stuff like that, you generally try to lay back. And, you know, uh, the the most work that I think that has hit TV, and we talked about this in the past as well, is like on demand. Like the most work that you have to do is choose what you want to watch. And even that annoys me a bit. Like I, I like yeah. cable because it chooses what to watch for me. Um, but I can't think of a- any other device. Like the iPod was in this category as well. Like the iPod was very much a passive device, right? I mean, yes, you'd create playlists and stuff like that, but you'd play it and you'd listen to it. That's it. And as soon as the iPod became part of the iPhone, you lost that. The the iPhone now became, you're sorry, your listening device also became all your mm. other stuff, right? Yeah. And and the TV hasn't really successfully done that. And and I like that. I like that the TV has stayed a very passive device. Um, and specifically, the TV that I picked was my very first high def TV. Um, this was like a Sony KDL 46 W or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it's really it is. impressive. You, you, <laughs> it's something it's like that. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but it was my first high def TV. And I remember my first high def experience was actually in your basement. Like your, your, I mean, sorry, my first experience with somebody owning a high def TV. Right. Uh, okay. Was, yeah. yeah. You, you guys had your DLP Samsung. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is so nice. And then my parents got me, it was so nice, like I, I was basically moving to Ottawa and they kind of set me up, they bought me all this nice stuff for my apartment and one of the things they bought me was a, a 46 inch high def TV and I remember uh, and maybe a PS3 as well because uh, it was the cheapest Blu-ray, Blu-ray player you could buy at the time mm. and I would buy Planet Earth and all these Blu-rays and yep. all this stuff and it's not the best TV I've owned. I mean, the best TV I own right now is the one that I own right now. Mm-hmm. But like, you remember what it's like—the first like foray into high def, like how crazy that yeah. was, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say like it, it's it's so funny how um, you know revisiting because I think you know that that old TV that you're talking about in my parents' basement. You know, I remember a few years after going to watch it and like, it's like, this is terrible. Like, <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's crazy how, how quickly technology progressed. But then it, again, it's all about, you know, those were, those were kind of like quantum leaps, right? At the time, yeah. you know, because prior to that, we were looking at, um, you know, for those, those who, who do remember the, the tube, like CRT TVs, right? Yeah. Um, where you could literally see like the, the dots and the, gla- like the, the glass, like the grain in the glass. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think that like first, you know, generation shift and then, you know, uh, things that, again, today we take for granted. But, you know, when when high definition media came out, right? Um, I, I mean, even DVDs, right? Like at one point yeah. in time, you watch DVD and you're like, this is amazing, right? The yeah, quality even that so good, was amazing. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so true. I remember um, my, my first notice of that was they were playing Bad Boys in a Sony store. And I remember it said like this preview has been uh, approved for all audiences. And I remember that green just looking so like clear. I was like, yeah, this, this is just looks so clean. Right. And that, <laughs> that was like, that was a uh, DVDs. And then, yeah, the jump to high def was crazy. And, and, you know, don't get me wrong, like high def to 4k and HDR and all this stuff is good, but mm. that jump from standard def to high def is like crazy. Right. It was like insane. Yeah, totally. What yeah. a big leap that was. Yeah. And, 
and again, the big justification go- goes back to um, devices these days are just getting more complicated. And and again, they're trying to do it with TV. I just I, I think they're failing. But again, to my benefit, I think the fact that TV is still, you know, like if you if you put your phone away and your iPod away, like I mean, it's it's even hard these days to watch TV and not glance at your phone. Like that's a very hard thing to do. So when you get into a space where you can actually just decide, I'm just going to watch TV. You know, it's a pretty like it's it's crazy because TV used to be like like TV used to be that thing, right? The, the yeah. kind of the evil thing that rotted your brain and that was like you know so in, uh, bad for you. But I feel like now actually just watching TV is actually kind of a good thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and so yeah, so that is my number one. I mean, I mean, this, this is HDTV. This is why I mean, it's great. Yeah, I think um, I totally agree with you. Uh, like the reason why I still love cinema and. Again, I, I'd be really sad if, if you know, it kind of fades away and, and kind of goes away. And so this year, you know, um, you know, one thing I am missing is just that there's a certain aspect of, you know, call it whatever you want, like turning turning your mind off for a little bit, escapism, um, not just being bombarded with like, you know, constantly being pulled into like interacting with something, right? Um, it's why I love cinema, right? I think you go to a theater and... Um, you know, I, there's enough existing social norms and things like that where like you can't even pull out your phone, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. And so that's the thing is like I think you know it's great that you know there's a push now for maybe movies will just come out right away for streaming. Um, but even if you know you have a great home theater setup like and whatnot, it's not even about the it's not even about the like like visual like technical experience, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. For me, it's just all about the you know uh mindset of going to watch a movie right and that just being a very singular experience right like you're not you're not there to be distracted or look at your phone or, or do anything else and so yeah 100 agree with you i think um that is like still i have no interest in trying to like spend hours interacting with a smart tv right and so yeah. i think like, I, I, exactly, i'm on board right. with that yeah all right, that is our top five list. And you know what's funny? Uh, it kind of worked out that this would have been if if like kind of would have been a double fat episode. It's about two forty five <laughs> minute slots, um, but we're gonna still release it as one episode. Yeah, our single single, or I guess a double fat single episode. Yeah. Um, but just to recap for everybody, Aaron, what were your five best technology items? Yeah. So number one. So this was chronological. Number one was uh, the Lego Space Monorail set. Uh, there's a specific name, I don't remember. Um, sorry, that number five. Number four was first computer ever had, it was 286. Uh, three was a CD burner. Uh, four, sorry, uh, two was uh, <laughs> my very first car, uh, 1990, I believe, Mazark 7. And number one is the... Roomba, I think i7. I forget the the specific model, but uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, my number five was the Magellan first GPS I ever owned. Uh, I guess my family owned. Number four was my iPad Pro. Number three was the Super Nintendo. Number two was the iPhone 4S, and my number one was my first high def TV, which was a Sony KDL 46W series somewhere around there. Um, this has been really fun. Uh, I really want to thank the audience for sticking around with us for 50 episodes. 
Um, you know, this is probably the strongest that UTC podcast has ever been. So I think we're going to keep going, you know, uh, we're, we're probably going to take a break sometime to a break in the season. Um, but you know, we, we've been very fortunate to have, you know, the 30 or so subscribers on the ETC podcast. Uh, and now people growing the audience on YouTube, I uh, really want to thank everybody for that. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to email us at podcast.etc at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, anchor.fm slash the-etc-podcast. The ETC Podcast is currently hosted on anchor.fm, but distributed to all your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and more. If you uh, if you want to tell us what your favorite technology items are, you can also leave a voice message on our website, just like Andrea did, but you only have one minute to do that. Um, Aaron, this has been a lot of fun. I love these yeah, list episodes. Awesome. You know, yeah. we should maybe we'll sneak in a Christmas one gift guide or whatever. Um, but yeah. anyways, we definitely want to thank everybody. Do you want to thank everybody? It's a 50th episode extravaganza. Yeah, I mean, you made it this far. That's uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. That's yeah, that's uh, a <laughs> lot of uh, episode, a lot of ETC. Yes, definitely, definitely count the number of hours that you spent listening to Casey Lee and Aaron said anchor. <laughs> All right, that is it for this episode 50 extravaganza. The top five technology items that we have ever owned for 2020. It is a wonderful Wednesday night, November 4th, 2020. We still don't know the U.S. election results. Uh, you know, hopefully those will come pouring in the next couple of days. And you can be sure that we will have zero information on it because we yeah. have zero information on anything that we report on. <laughs> All right. That is it for episode 50, 25 times 2 or 62 minus 12. We will see you guys in the next episode. Robot vacuum says future. Thank you.